City podcast is part of the Electronic Voice Phenomenon Strand for Liverpool Biennial 2012. It is produced by Mercy in partnership with Liverpool Biennial. For more information and to sign up for updates, visit biennial.com or mercyonline.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Today's guest host needs no real introduction. One of the leading lights that helped to found Mercy in 2002. In 2008, Ross Sutherland went on to be named as one of the top 10 literary stars of that year by the Times newspaper. His show Comedian Dies in the Middle of a Joke broke new ground for interactive comedy at this year's Edinburgh Festival. In short, we like him a lot and we know that you do too. Ross's response to the biennial theme of hospitality looks at advertising as an uninvited guest that interferes into our domestic and personal lives. If you're sharing or tweeting about today's show, don't forget the biennial 2012 hashtag. And as ever, you can tweet me on at Vanessa Bartlett. That's B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T. Do let us know what you think. Uh, hello, Vanessa. Hello, Mercy. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is Ross Sutherland here. This is a kind of slightly awkward um, recording. Basically, what you what you can't see is that um, in order to get like a good sound recording out of my laptop, um, I'm having to actually um, record this from like underneath my duvet. Um, so I've been under here now. Um, recording the uh, the piece for today for like the last two hours um anyway that's where I am and I just kind of felt like I had to tell you that before I went any further it's good to keep a, a policy of transparency I think um anyway um so keeping with the um uh, the sort of like the biennial theme of uh, the unexpected guest. Um, what I've uh, what I've made for you uh, today is uh, is basically like a little look at, um, at advertising, which is a kind of something we perhaps we half invite into our homes. A lot of the time, it kind of comes in uninvited. In particular, for this piece, I'm looking at uh, uh, the future of advertising, um, jumping forward um, roughly 30 years to about 2042 to have a look at like what advertising will become further down the line. Now, um, I've got a theory that um, uh, um, in the future, what advertising is going to have to use like increasingly violent language in order to get its point across, you know, to be, to be sort of heard above the crowd. On one level, I mean violent actually as in aggressive, but I, I also mean um, a kind of violent to language itself, uh, a kind of like a pulling apart of words and a kind of reassigning of meaning. So I think um, if you want to look to, uh, to to the place where we're kind of most violent with kind of language today, um, I think I think looking to um, poetry is not a bad place to look for that. Yeah, I'm sort of suggesting maybe 
uh, further down the line that we're going to actually borrow a lot more um, poetic conceits for, uh, for, the, for, for use in advertising. Um, and, you know, not, I'm not saying that all poems will be adverts in the future or all adverts will be poems, but then again, you know, like poetry's been losing... Uh, poets to, to advertising since 1920 and I, I don't really see any signs of that that trend slowing so um, a few things you need to know about the, the, this advert which I'm about to play you um, most importantly what you need to understand about um, future advertising is that um, all adverts in the year 2042 uh, are um, precisely calibrated for the person who is listening to it and uh, um, so that means that there's quite a lot of auto-generated content, which is kind of gathered from um, from your from your sort of your, from your Facebook page and from your uh, um, from your kind of your consumer profile uh, and all the rest of the information which it kind of gathers about you on a kind of day-to-day basis, and it can use that and insert that back into. Uh, in, into the advert itself, every single screen knows exactly who is um, um, who is uh, watching it, and, and as a result, yes, these things become a lot more personal. Again, in a weird way, coming kind of cosmetically more like um, poetry. What I'm about to play for you now is uh, actually an advert that has been uh, precisely calibrated for me. As a, uh, as a kind of 63-year-old man. Uh, so that's what you have to imagine. It's kind of me in my 60s, um, bimbling around my house whilst uh, this advert tries to um, sell me some, um, some stored-away black pudding. Um, and uh, because the advert knows um, exactly the type of person I am, um, it... Um, it, it swears at me, and I think that's I just that's just kind of fair warning on that one that uh, that um, attitudes towards swearing, you know, have um, have become desensitised by, by by the year 2042. So, yeah, heads up. Level one. Begin. This advert is only suitable for Ross Sutherland. If you are not Ross Sutherland, please exit device now. Hey, shithead. I'm asking you what you want for dinner. And if you're thinking... Frozen pizza. Then I'm going to fucking scream. Life is shit when you're old. Why dress it up otherwise? We're all dying cats getting pissed on in the snow. We're all Italian language tapes rotting in the side door of a second-hand Audi. We're all falling off the edge of the carousel into a crowd of horrified, makeup-smeared children. But we've still got to eat, Ross. We've still got to eat. So, why not a dark, charismatic round of stornaway cinnamon-spiced black pudding served with a Gladys of soft-poached duck egg in a blown glass mountain collision with modulated wine-sprouting broccoli? Do you remember that profound Bible black texture? The trampled Scottish enthusiasm of flavours? That special night in with friends? Everyone remarking on the eloquence of the meal 
a freckled girl laughing and touching your knee, your smiles blurring together into a landscape painted by a local artist. Meanwhile, in the stammering reflection of your antique mirror cluster, the beginnings of a snowstorm blowing through Cambridge, cancelling everything it touches, like TVs lost to static. Shot of fork on checkered napkin, shot of ornamental Panama hat on vintage suitcase, hands, smiles, duck eggs, breasts, forever. And true, perhaps this scene never happened. Then again, perhaps it did. And you are just too fucking old to remember. Click yes or give a thumbs up to purchase. Click yes or give a thumbs up to purchase. Click, click, click yes or give a thumbs up to purchase. Your ex-wife, Danielle, would have a heart attack if she found out that you bought this. Right there. Slam into the breakfast bar. That ashen bitch. Face down like the moon. Just one day, Ross. And everything changes. The cycle begins. And you. Let's go for a drive through a painting by Mondrian. It's time to make everything new. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
This morning, death toll rises to 80 in Moscow. The situation is fucked as a dead tramp's brain, but I bet the news barely broke your stride on your morning trip to Sun Groceries Limited to purchase six sausage and toilet roll for ply. I'll wager news of a natural disaster never once stirred you from your giant throne of toilet roll for ply. Yes, all hail king toilet roll for ply. Stuffing your face with toilet roll for ply. Watching friends the next generation ignoring the end of the world. Your daily search for POV nurse encounters hasn't saved a starving child's life again. Click yes or give a thumbs up to purchase. Click yes or give a thumbs up to purchase. Even as I speak these words into your ear, I know their weight barely registers at all. Attention these days comes only through pain. Only this. You will die alone. Can bring my voice into range.
attention. Advertisement. Level 3. Safeties. Off. Manual override. Guns and Millennium Bug Memorabilia. It's been about five weeks since I broke up with my girlfriend, and I, I know this means diddle shit to you, Ross. We don't really have that much in common. I don't care about advertising, I don't, I don't care about you. I would kill all your pets if it meant eternal happiness. I could tell you that. We're both fans of... The Matrix Trilogy. And of the music of... Bloor. Like, oh gee whiz, I love that. Bloor. What an awesome music. But, I suspect you know how these adverts are created. We know so much about you. Where you go, what you eat. All four acts and change. And yet, Ross. unlike you, we never forget a thing. Ooh, look at me. I'm Ross Sutherland. Having sex with Capital Radio. In the craft cupboard of Honeywood School. Yum yum. Eating Vintage Motorcycles. And Matthew Broderick. Sandwiches. Oh, I love them so much. Listening to Bloor. Who suck under a dead moon. I guess I'll always be... Status. Divorce. P.S. I'm a prick. You see... Ross. The day I first kissed Laura Kroll was the biggest mistake and the best decision of my life. Sex was... Uh, it's like a bracelet that a goth wears in the office to tell the world that they are still a goth even when trapped within the traditional office environment. And I knew instantly that I had to tell her the truth before the two of us were too dead to notice. All this was years ago, back before they started auto-inserting your name into love songs on the radio. Back before that rainbow that caused all those heart attacks and those rare breed dogs turned against their masters. Back then, I believed the horrors that lurked beneath the surface of the earth were just as dull as you. Ross. Imagine a benevolent half-lizard people mending a table in silence 
but the truth is way, way more obvious than that. Level two evil runs through Cambridge like kiss me runs through a stick of rock. It runs through every payday, every third pint. It runs through my flatmate Rufio whenever he talks about his marriage. It smashes kids into railings at SeaWorld. It seeps through a crack in a space station. Manhandling the homeless in BHS. Dressed as a security guard. Right on the spot where you choose your underwear. A bunch of kids are hanging around outside a bowling alley in silence. 74 million televisions simultaneously broadcast a serial killer's face. I miss Laura Kroll and level two evil runs through our veins like a shit carnival. It runs through you like Santa through a minefield. It, it runs through you like a slit throat. Laura Kroll is drinking in a bar somewhere in London and level two darkness runs through rainbows like scum. It's in the peanuts now. They can kill you. It runs through gay architecture like nerds. It runs simultaneously through a billion soundproofed corridors, leading it directly and silently into rooms you care about. Ross. And whether you buy cinnamon spiced black pudding is no concern of mine. Listen to the House Martins if it makes you feel better. Just remember, every member of the House Martins is dead. Last night on the newswire, I heard there'd been an incident at the circus. A performer splintered his femur bone inside the globe of death. This is how it goes. Language becomes opaque. Adverts make no sense. People you thought were your children turned out to be adults all along. They only looked small because they were far away, doing something much more interesting on the far side of the room. I don't know a single person that hasn't managed to fuck up their life. So, Ross, I imagine you have to. I guess what I'm trying to say is, Ross, if you hate yourself, you're not alone. Item purchased. Thank you.